Hey, this is Pastor Sam, and thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. guys miss a message, you can always jump in there. Um, To give a quick recap for those of y'all that weren't here last week, we essentially kind of kicked things off talking about, there was this principle, uh, there's this book that uh, a guy named Andy Stanley wrote called The Principle of the Path. And so we're kind of taking a few different ideas from that book, um, and then also obviously some ideas from scripture and different things like that. And, And we're talking about what it takes to write the story of your life in the way that God has intended you to write that story. And so in week one, we talked about the principle of the path, which is this. It's actually, uh, I was going to put it up on the screen. I thought it was on the screen, but it's not. <laughs> um, it's direction, not intention, determines destination. Direction, not intention, determines destination. And what that means is where you're headed is where you are going to go. It's very simple, right? Where you're headed is where you are going to go. It doesn't matter where you want to go. Where you're headed is where you are going to go. Remember we talked about uh, if you jump on I-75 headed south, it's going, if you don't deviate from the course and you stay on I-75 south and you only hit those like rest stops with the Burger Kings that are overpriced because they're like on the exit, you know what I mean? The travel plazas or whatever. But like if you take I-75 south and you you never deviate from the course. It's always going to take you to Florida, right? It's never going to take you anywhere else. Yeah, you'll stop by Atlanta. Yeah, you might stop by Chattanooga. I think that's on the way. A couple of things down. But the gist of it is that if you take I-75 South, it's always going to take you to Florida, right? We said it's never going to take you to LA. It's never going to take you to Boston. No matter how much you want to go to Boston, you're not going to go to Boston on 75. And so we talked about how direction, the where you're headed determines where you're going to go, not intention. It doesn't matter where you want to go. Where you're headed is where you are going to go. And so today we're going to continue that idea. We're going to break it down a little bit, and we're going to get down onto the daily level. I call this the daily disconnect. So let's go ahead and pray, and then we're going to go ahead and get started. So Jesus, we just thank you so much for this morning. God, we, just, we stop right now to just acknowledge your presence in this place. Lord, I pray that you would speak through me this morning and that, that not my words would come out, but they'd be yours. I pray that you would just empty me of myself. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us clearly this morning. We love you. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Awesome. So to get started this morning, I want to tell you guys a couple stories. Um, the first story uh, has to do with one of my friend's bachelor parties a few years ago. Um, we, we went to Ann Arbor. And we were hanging out in Ann Arbor for my friend's bachelor party. And we decided uh, as part of the night, there was going to be this this excursion where we went to, I want to call it the world's largest pizza, but I know it wasn't the world's largest pizza. So we'll just call it Michigan's largest pizza for now. You know, I still feel a little uncomfortable about that. Let's just call it Washtenaw County's largest pizza. Okay, we'll just go with that. Um, So... We were in downtown Ann Arbor on Main Street, and we knew that this pizza place was in Ann Arbor somewhere. We figured, you know, Ann Arbor is not that big of a city. Like, it's mostly just the downtown. You get outside onto the outskirts, and it's, it's like Saline and, you know, different other cities out there. It's not like, I mean, Ann Arbor is like pretty, pretty small, right? So we're in downtown Ann Arbor on Main Street, and we say, you know what? We've already paid for parking on Main Street but we do want to go, you know, we've got an appointment to go eat this huge pizza. So basically the idea was if you could eat the whole pizza in like 
half an hour or something stupid. Like you get, you know, four people and if you can eat the whole pizza, it's free or something like that. You know, total, totally duped us because you go in thinking like, I'm going to totally kill this pizza and then you don't even eat half of it, you know? Um, like I said, it was Washtenaw County's biggest pizza. Like it was huge. Um, <laughs> so, so we decided we were going to go from Main Street uh, to this pizza place just by walking. Because we figured, I mean, how far could it be, right? Uh, we already paid for parking. We don't want to have to pay for parking again somewhere else, you know. We looked it up on maps on our iPhones or whatever, and uh, you notice I didn't say droids. It's, it's iPhones, if you care about it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, we left from Main Street, and we started walking to the pizza place. Well, we're walking, and 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 we're walking, you guys get the picture. We're walking for a very long time. We pass the big house, which if, if any of y'all are familiar with Ann Arbor, that's a decent amount of, of way out from Main Street. So we go from Main Street, we actually pass the big house in Ann Arbor. We still, we're still walking. And one of us goes, you know what, maybe we should just like check on our phone and see how close we actually are to the pizza joint, right? So we look it up, and at this point, we've probably gone three or four miles walking, and we finally decide, hey, let's check where the pizza place is, right? Like, we're headed in the general direction, but, but let's just check where it is. We'll see how far we have to go, right? So we open up our phone, and we're halfway there. Halfway. So, so we have an option now. We can turn around and go the exact same distance as it takes to get to the pizza place, to go get our cars and drive to the pizza place, or we can just tough it out and walk to the pizza place. So we decide we're just going to tough it out and walk to the pizza place. So in the end, we get to this pizza place like half an hour late. You know, we're like ragged. We've just walked seven miles. We didn't have our walking shoes on. You know, we're just hanging out in Ann Arbor. And we show up to the pizza place and the guy's like, hey, why were you guys so late? We were like, oh, we walked here from Main Street. The guy goes, are you kidding me? You know, freaks out. Because like, who would, in their right mind, walk from Main Street seven miles to this pizza place on the outskirts of Ann Arbor, right? The problem was, we didn't think to check exactly how far we were going to go before we left. Or maybe if we would have checked like half a mile in, it would have been a different story because we could have doubled back, you know? And we did end up eventually getting to the pizza place, but it wasn't in the way that we had imagined it because we didn't check our direction soon enough. You guys following me? There's this other story. Uh, I went with one of my friends to a concert out in Grand Rapids a few years back. And uh, the concert, you know, got out at like 11 o'clock or midnight or something like that. And I had work, I was working like the 6 a.m. shift at Walmart. This was like a long time ago. And um, we left Grand, Grand Rapids at like midnight. And what had happened was I had met him in Flint because he lived up in Midland. And so I drove from here up to Flint. You know, it's about halfway hour drive up there. So I left my car in Flint. And he drove out to Grand Rapids, and so we drove back. So it took us about two and a half hours to get from Grand Rapids to Flint. You guys following me? It, it works out to be about two in the morning, almost three in the morning, by the time I get to my car. I have to work at six in the morning, right? So I get in my car. I'm like, you know what? I'm in Flint. I'm only about an hour from home. No big deal. I had this new album on my phone that I just was really digging, right? And so <clears throat> I put the album on. I thought, you know what? I'll be able to stay awake. No problems. I'm just going to like sing along to the album at the top of my my lungs, just have a blast on this hour drive home. So I start driving, and after about an hour, I'm thinking, I should be home by now. 
and I start seeing signs for Saginaw, Bay City, Midland. And I realize I drove an hour in the wrong direction. An hour. This is no exaggeration, guys. So now it's like four in the morning, and I'm up by Saginaw. <laughs> and so, so I call in to work. I say, guys, I'm not going to be there in the morning. And I double back. And it takes me a good solid, you know, two hours to get home. And at this point, what turned into a concert that ended at midnight, I didn't get home till like six in the morning. Crazy, right? But, but how could I have avoided that? I mean, if I would have just like checked the exits as I passed them, instead of singing at the top of my lungs to, I don't even remember what album. If I would have just like made a habit of constantly checking where I was headed, I would have never ended up in Saginaw. I would have realized like maybe one or two exits in and I would have been able to course correct and come back, right? Are you guys following me? And see, this is what we call the daily disconnect. Because see, you're always taking steps. When it comes to life, you are always taking steps. You're always headed somewhere. And see, a lot of the time, we end up taking steps in directions that we don't want to go. Can I get an amen? <laughs> right? I mean, think about it. Like, if someone asked me, if I, if I had a, like a magical genie come to me and say, I can give you whatever you want, um, what do you think about six-pack abs? You want that? I'd probably say yes. Would most of us say yes? Like, it's something that I, I'd be okay with. You know, I was talking with a friend last week, and I was like, you know, that ship has sailed. I don't care about that. I just want to be generally fit. Like, kind of somewhat remotely fit. I don't care about the abs anymore. I don't, I've given up on that dream. Like, I'm turning 25 in two days. I already don't care. Like, I don't care about that. Right? But, but we could say, you know, yeah, I would love to be fit, or I'd love to be more fit than I am, but then, like, you guys know how it goes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday passes. You haven't been to the gym. You go, you know what? Thursday, Friday, they don't need the gym either, right? Saturday, it's the weekend. I mean, what, right? And you get through these days, and day by day, you make these choices of like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to go to the gym today. And you're not actually saying, I don't want to be fit, but you're just making this daily decision of like, I just don't feel like going today. Or like, I love pizza. Pizza is a staple of my diet. It makes it kind of hard for me to be generally fit when anytime I have the choice to eat pizza, I make that choice to eat pizza, right? And so like I've got my intention over here and then I've got my direction over here and it doesn't totally match up. Or like you could say you want really good, healthy relationships. You want really good, solid friendships. You want a community of people that you can fall back on. But then like Friday night comes around and you'd just rather stay at home and watch Netflix. You know, you don't really want to go hang out with anyone or like you've been hearing that we have house churches, but you haven't signed up yet. Pfft, ooh, um, right? But like, you say you want a really solid community of people. You want even people that will push you to pursue your dreams and to follow Jesus in the best way that you know how. And, and you, know, you say you want these great relationships, but then you don't always follow through with 
the steps that you need to take to get there. So your intentions are here, your direction is somewhere over here, or like you might wanna honor God with your finances, or, or just maybe even be financially stable, you know? And, but then like we go and we spend money on like things that we don't need to spend money on, and we don't really watch where our money goes, and our intentions are over here, but our direction is over here. Or like you might say that you wanna grow spiritually, and you wanna have this sense this awareness of God's goodness at all times and you just want to be like soaked in God's presence and you just want to be one of those people that when people talk to you they walk away saying man that person is just so life-giving and and they have so much joy and they just have so much love for all of God's creation it's inspiring you want to be that kind of person but then maybe we don't actually put into place the spiritual disciplines that we know enable us to grow And so our intentions are here, but our direction is somewhere over here, and it doesn't always line up. And see, there's this constant tension between our intentions and our directions, right? And there's not, there's not one person in this room where you can say, oh, yeah, if I, just, if I want it, I just always do it, and it just always works out. No, like, it doesn't match up a lot of the time. And so when we're talking about intention, or direction, not intention, determines destination, and we're starting to break it down and say, okay, so why don't I go the directions that I wanna go even though I intend to, right? Are you guys with me here? The Apostle Paul writes in his letter to the Roman church, he writes about this tension, and it's, and it's really, really good. I wanna dig into it this morning if we throw it up on the screen there. Romans 7, 19 is where we'll start. He says, I want to do what is good, but I don't. That like sums it up in a nutshell, doesn't it? I wanna do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. He's like summing up this tension that we feel, this constant pull between our intentions and our direction. And you know, we wanna do what's good, but we don't. And we want to stay away from the things that are harmful to us and, and are not good for us, but we, we don't. And then in Romans 7, 21 through 25, he continues, Paul writes so poetically, it just, it ramps up so well. He says, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. The power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? In some translations, he says, who will save me from this body of death? Which is like so powerful, right? It's so poetic and he describes it so well. Like we feel this tension all the time. Our intentions and our directions don't match up and we say, oh my gosh, who is gonna save me from this, right? And see, the problem is, is you guys have probably heard this. If you've been in church any length of time, you've probably heard this passage, even maybe taught on. And the problem is, is is as I came up in the church and in in my church tradition, the way that I always understood this was that it's inevitable. Like, it, you're just gonna suck at following through on the things that you wanna follow through on, 
right? That's the way that I always heard it. It was like, you know what? Yeah, you can try and be a good person, but you really suck, so it doesn't matter. Like, you're, you're not gonna do it, right? But see, that's the problem, is we can't stop there. We can't stop at, the, at that, because we have to understand that Paul, when he writes his letters, especially when we're reading Paul's letters, they're letters. And, and a lot of the time, we think of the Bible as like an entire like one book, but it's, it's, it's comprised of 66 individual books. And inside of those individual books, there are intentions and there are, there are things that he was trying to communicate to a certain people of a certain time. And so when we actually start to dig a little bit deeper or maybe even not dig a little deeper, just read the whole thing, it actually starts to open up some things to us. And, and as we dig into this this morning and as we go just onto this very next verse, I'm excited to see what God does in, in each of us. So, so Paul says, you know, who will save me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? But then Romans 7, 25, he says, thank God the answer is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. See, a lot of the time we stop at the end of chapter seven because it's the end of the chapter, right? But we forget about the fact that when Paul wrote this, he wasn't going, okay, here's chapter seven. Uh, Okay, now I'm gonna start chapter eight. No, 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 we broke that up to make it easier for reference. But if we don't stop at chapter seven and we just continue to read through like it's the letter that Paul intended for the Roman church to read, it is so life-giving. He says, yeah, I, it seems like I always do the things that I don't wanna do. It seems like the things that I wanna do, I, I just can't bring myself to do it. I'm in this constant cycle and I feel like there's this thing that's at war with my mind and I feel like my entire life is dominated by sin and by death. But then... He says, you are in Christ and the power of the life-giving spirit, I love that, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin and death. You see, you see what he does? He takes us on a journey and he says, you know that, that feeling, that constant tension, that my intentions and my direction don't totally match up and I feel like I'm pretty much the worst at this thing called life. <laughs> you guys feel that sometimes? And he says, you know, I feel that all the time. I feel like I can't control myself. I feel like there's this power that's inside of me that's just warring with my mind. I feel like sin is winning. I feel like death is winning. But then he finishes the story. And he says, thanks be to God, because in Jesus Christ, he has set us free from the powers of sin and death. Now, now this doesn't mean that you're never going to go the wrong direction again, right? I mean, we've all experienced this. You can still go the wrong direction after Christ. But what this means is that inside of you, you have divine power 
and you have divine direction to pick yourself up and go the right way. It means that when we make the wrong steps, we have within us this life-giving spirit that makes us come alive. We have inside of us this life-giving spirit that redefines the way that we relate to life and reality in general because Christ has set us free from the power of sin and death. That means that you are not bound to make the wrong decision over and over and over again. It means when you make the wrong decision, you can pick yourself up and go the right way. It means it's never too late. It means that God has set you free to tell the story that he has written for you from the beginning. That's good stuff, isn't it? (laughs) That's good stuff. When I studied through this passage and, and I saw what I saw this week, I was like, whoa, that sets you free. That stuff will change the world, man. That's good stuff, right? See, the thing about stories and the thing about the way that our lives are lived out is when you think about a book, think about your favorite book. For me, my favorite book is a series. It's the Chronicles of Narnia. I love it. Just love it. I always go back to it. It's so good. It's seven books, right? And so if I think about this series, the story that C.S. Lewis tells through the Chronicles of Narnia, you can read book by book by book, but see, this volume wasn't written book by book, and this volume wasn't even written chapter by chapter. It was written page by page, and those pages were written word by word. And so when we talk about this direction, not intention determines destination. And we look at this daily disconnect of like daily, my intentions are here, but my direction is here and I don't know how to reconcile them. See, the thing that we need to understand is to get from where we are to where we want to be, it takes a series of intentional steps. We didn't get from Main Street to random pizza place seven miles away without taking every single step it took to get there. You guys following me? Our lives happen day by day, hour by hour. When we go places, whether we intend to go there or whether we don't, it happens step by step by step by step. And just like I could have avoided going to Saginaw instead of going home, just by paying a little bit of attention to the mile by mile by mile by mile warnings that I was going the wrong way, we can see these things as we go. Day by day by day, we have the choice of what direction we are headed And because of grace, that means that when you see you're headed the wrong way, it's as easy as turning and going the right way. There's this word repent that you guys may have heard that a lot of the time is is tagged on to like repent or perish or like, you know, a lot of the bullhorn people have, have that word all over their stuff. But it's not that kind of word. The word repent in its original form actually just meant to turn. And so it means if I realize that this step 
is taking me out of the direction that I want to go, I can take another step the right way. And then I can take another step the right way. And then I can take another step the right way. And if I take a step the wrong way, yeah, that's a bummer, but I can always take another step the right way. Are you guys following me? And so what I want us to do as we wrap up here is I just want us to reflect on the steps that we've been taking. Don't, don't look at this as like a five-year plan. Don't look at this as like even like a week-long plan. Don't even, don't. I want you to look at the steps that you've been taking daily. I want you to look at your schedule for tomorrow. And I want you to think long and hard about where are these steps that I'm taking, these daily steps, no matter how small they are, they're leading me somewhere. And where do I want to go? Do I want to go in the direction that these steps are taking me? Are these steps that I'm taking improving my marriage or are they not? And what kind of marriage do I want to have? You know, are these steps that I'm taking improving my friendships or are they not? What kind of friendships do I want to have? Are these steps that I'm taking improving my financial situation or are they not? What do I want to have? Are these steps that I'm taking improving my relationship and awareness of God or is it not? And what kind of relationship do I want to have? Are you guys following me? And so what I want to do is we're going to have Leo and Ken come back up. And, and we're just going to go ahead and sing a couple more songs. And during this time, I just want you guys to, to sit and think and, and consider and, and ask God, like, God, what kind of steps am I taking right now? And what does that look like? And where, where am I headed? And I want to look at this daily. I want to look at what am I doing right now? And, and what is this daily practice leading to? And, and is there something that I could maybe change? Or are there steps that I'm taking that maybe I could change direction? I want you guys to reflect on that this morning, all with this concept in mind that you are not bound to make the decisions, the bad decisions that we've made. We're not bound to make them over and over and over again. We've been set free from the power of sin and death. And, and there is the power of God, there is Christ himself within you that empowers you to live the life and to tell the story that he has called you to. So if you guys would just stand with us, we're gonna go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you so much for who you are. Jesus, we, just, we come to you this morning so thankful for all that you're doing here at Central Church. And, and Lord, we thank you for the truth that you've shared with us this morning through your word. And God, I thank you that you have, have given us the ability to see and to realize that our, our daily steps lead in directions. And Lord, I pray that as we consider these directions that we're all headed, I pray that you would just give us grace, Lord, that your love would just come and wrap us up. Or that we would know that no matter where we've gone or, or, or the things that we've been through or the things that we've got ourselves into, Lord, we know that your grace is right there. And so, Lord, we just, we take this time to, to just throw ourselves at your feet and throw ourselves into your grace and just say, God, we want you to tell the story that you have planned for us from the beginning. And, and we don't want to take the steps in the wrong direction anymore. We thank you for setting us free 
from the powers of sin and death. And we pray that as we do so, as we take these steps, God, that you would just encourage us and that you would give us life like you promised. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, challenged you, and that you experience true life change. Make sure you head over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc.